Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Inside the Archives. I'm your host, Marty Rosenbaum, XRT's digital content producer and all things social media. Today is one of our favorite days of the year because... We found out who will be playing Lollapalooza 2019. So before we get into that, I want to remind you that if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the Inside the Archives on iTunes. All you need to do is search the iTunes library for Inside the Archives. Leave us a rating and review, subscribe to the podcast, and find a full list of every single episode that we've released thus far. And if you haven't done so yet, you can follow me on Twitter at Marty Rosenbaum. And be sure to follow 93XRT on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at 93XRT. It wouldn't be Lollapalooza if I didn't bring in Marty Lawrence to the show. He's been the voice of Lollapalooza for a little over a decade at this time, ever since its triumphant return to Grant Park in 2005. 2005, it's been quite a, quite a trip. It's been a while. Going to ride. Lollapalooza all these years and getting to uh, you know, be the correspondent on site. Uh, boy, when we first started doing it in 2005, the festival was so much smaller than it is now. It was all contained just in Hutchinson Field. And there was a lot of bleed through with the stages. Um, pretty amazing, though, you know, uh, that Lollapalooza has grown the way that it has and has turned into what it is today, you know, from its early days, its early pioneering days as, uh, as a place to present all these alternative artists to now, you know, showcasing some of the biggest artists in music of, across all different genres. Lollapalooza is now living up to the name Lollapalooza. It's, yeah. It kind of is <laughs> something bigger than we ever imagined it would be. So here we get here we go today with the uh, with the lineup and uh, falling into place with a lot of the other festivals, right? Yeah, I mean, we've seen based off of the top acts some crossover with Coachella's headliners. Uh, so why don't we why don't we get into the lineup a little bit and I'll read through some of the big names that are familiar to XRT fans and then any music fans as well. You'll recognize a lot of the names on here. So we have Tame Impala, Ariana Grande, Childish Gambino, Twenty One Pilots, The Strokes, Flume, The Chainsmokers, Jay Balvin, Casey Musgraves, Lil Wayne, Hosier, Gary Clark Jr., Death Cab for Cutie, The Revivalists, Maggie Rogers, Jade Bird. Tenacious D, Slash, Janelle Monet, Lil Wayne, Sharon Van Etten, Shaquille O'Neal, yes, that Shaquille O'Neal, <laughs> Fits in the Tantrums, Mondo Cosmo, and uh, Calpurnia, who is the band of Stranger Things actor Finn Wolfhard. Those are some of the those are the biggest names that appear on the top tier of the lineup, and then also, as I mentioned, some bands that XRT listeners are familiar with uh, from appearing over the years. So, like you said. It is a Lollapalooza lineup in the sense that it's big, it's wide representing, and features some of the biggest names in music that'll be coming to Grant Park this summer. So, Marty, I got to ask you, what what was your initial reaction upon seeing the lineup? Well, uh, the speculation had been out there for a while, and we kind of knew that Ariana Grande was probably going to be part of the festival. Um, 
we kind of knew that Childish Gambino possibly was going to be part of it. And they're both playing at Coachella, right? Correct. Yeah. So, you know, we, we kind of knew that. The artists that you mentioned at the top are all the, uh, the big stage artists, right? The headliners. Yeah, the headliners. That would be Ariana, Childish Gambino, 21 Pilots, and, uh, and Tame Impala, which is cool. I mean, that's a big, big step up for them. Uh, they headlined at Pitchfork just last year, mm-hmm. and that was a pretty amazing show to see at Union Park. So I'm sure it'll be much bigger, obviously, and louder and uh, trippier. And I think than it's it had been in the past. Yeah, it's got to beg the question too: Is there new music from the band on the way? Like you said, they headlined Pitchfork last year without a new album, EP, or anything really, right. and now they've stepped up to Lollapalooza as one of the top acts. Well, last year the story with Tim and Paula playing at Pitchfork was that was going to be the last time that you'll see Tame Impala play that kind of show because mm-hmm. uh, uh, Kevin uh, had been talking about how he was going to change the sound of the band and bring more uh, more dance influences into it, try to make it like a psychedelic dance thing or mm-hmm. wherever Hella was going to go from there. Maybe we'll find out this year, uh, possibly playing some songs and some music that uh, we don't even know yet. Yeah. You know, so that'll be kind of cool. But that was a great show last year at Pitchfork. Yeah, with uh, Tame Impala, and Tame Impala has played Lollapalooza uh, before. Yeah, back uh, in 2015, they appeared. Yeah, as I think, one of the one of the main stage bands. Yeah, I think it was on the day, one of the days when they evacuated the park. Not the big, huge evacuation, but the smaller evacuation. That's right. That's right. Uh, when he stopped, he stopped by our tent. I remember oh, he did. that day, and was very nice, very humble, talking about his influences for that record at the time. He's yeah. cruising around listening to the B-52s, and right. that's how he came up with it. Well, the cool thing with Tame Paula is that uh, he makes that music pretty much by himself in the studio. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't even know whether he makes it to take it out to a big stage <laughs> or not because he, you know, it's such an insular thing for him. But uh, I don't know. We shall see. We shall see. And some of the art- other artists who you hear on XRT who will be playing the festival this year, um, many of them are returners. Now, uh, the Strokes headlining, they don't have any new music, do they? Not that I'm aware not of. Not as I've, the Strokes. They have it in their individual careers. But yeah. I've not seen as talks as a new album, but that has been persistent for the past couple of years now. So I think right. it's entering that Chinese democracy phase where it's out there, but there aren't really fine details about it. The Strokes have not played a show other than a Lollapalooza show for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, they played in uh, Chile. They played in Brazil. Their last three concerts, their last three shows have been at Lollapalooza's. And the last time they were in Chicago was nine years ago. And that was in uh, 2010. Wow. And that was Lollapalooza as well, right? That was Lollapalooza, yeah. So, And then they had played in Chicago four times previously in 2006. They did shows around town, but uh, yeah, the last big show. So it begs the question, uh, if they don't have new music, they're kind of like uh, just doing their greatest hits, right? I would think so. It seems like this year's lineup, the Strokes may fit the bill as the Legacy Act, even though they're not, may not be associated as a Legacy Act, but they have been around for you know two plus decades at this point. Right. And there aren't any other headliners that would fit the bill as a Legacy Act. Um, mm. You know, like in years past, we've had Paul McCartney, um, who else is there? Foo Fighters, Pearl Jam, other bands that aren't touring behind new albums, but will draw a crowd regardless. So my, I'm wondering if that's going to be the Strokes this year. Well, e- even that that uh, that slot that goes to 
a legacy artist that's not a headliner that in the past had been, oh, I don't know, Lou Reed or Iggy Pop mm-hmm. or um, Big Audio Dynamite. Mm. You know, there isn't an artist like that either, right? I did not come across one, no. Unless Perry I mean, Farrell fits that bill. Perry, Far- Perry Farrell, that's right. We forgot to mention him earlier on. The only other artist I could think of would be Slash. Oh, right, Slash. But he has a new album coming out, and I th- I would imagine it'd be focused on that type of music. Maybe a couple Guns N' Roses songs, but... Well, his new album, uh, from what I've heard, is more like a Black Crows-ish yeah. kind of thing, kind of uh, a rootsy blues yeah. blues record. And I, I'm not sure if I know the band that he's uh, playing with at Lollapalooza, Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. Do you know? I, I'm not. I'm not familiar. Yeah, with that's them, no. who, that's who he's performing with, or who are performing with him. Tenacious D would yeah. maybe fill that bill. Yeah, you know. Yeah, this is the first time they played Lollapalooza, right? You know, a funny story. I saw Kyle Gass at the festival. Gosh, back in 20. 2009 just hanging out was yeah just hanging out and totally inconspicuous too. the rest of the crowd and someone I was with was like that's Kyle Gass from Tenacious D <laughs> and lo and behold we look over it was Kyle Gass of Tenacious D really nice guy came up shook his hand made small talk and oh, that's uh, funny I'm not not a huge you know I, I'm not familiar with a lot of Tenacious D's work but obviously they have the the namesake with Jack Black being in the band so that'll be exciting right and uh another one that I'm really excited for just from a pure spectacle standpoint, the Shaq. Apparently he DJs a lot. And uh, I'd have to imagine he'll be at the Perry stages. Is that what he's doing in the Perry stage? I, I, I think so. But he, he had hip-hop records, didn't he? Yeah, back when Kazam came out. Shaq Fu, was that the name of it? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the 90s. <laughs> wow. So that'll be fun. Maybe, maybe we can uh, convince him to come well, you could to say Well, you could say he's the biggest, biggest artist at the festival. Literally. Largest, tallest. Uh, the uh, Perry thing, this is what he was supposed to do last year, the uh, Kind Heaven Orchestra. Yeah. It's the music from that show that I guess he's uh, opening this year in Las Vegas. But uh, I, I like the way that it was described. Uh, the band is the musical scene setter for the immersive entertainment destination. <laughs> if that doesn't get you it's... run into the front of the stage, I don't know what will. But That's you know, great... but he's got a great band. Uh, he's got uh, Matt Chamberlain from Soundgarden playing drums. Oh yeah, and also the Jane, Jane's Addiction's bassist Chris uh, Cheney yeah. is part of it as well. So a lot of musical talent in that band. And if Perry is playing, that means he'll be around, which means there's a pretty good chance that he will stop by our our interview booth and maybe even bring his dog Again. like he did a few years ago. Is he was... the uh, is he the artist you've spoken to the most at Lollapalooza? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, pr- pretty much every year. I don't. Uh, we didn't speak with him last year no, I don't remember for some reason. Him. He came by, he said hi, he said he was coming back, and that was the last I saw of him. Yeah. But, yeah, pretty much. And, you know, we used to do interviews with him before the festival, like in something like what we're doing right now. Right. Where I would just chat with him about the, uh, the lineup. Right. So... Yeah, Perry is the uh, obviously the godfather of, whole, of the whole thing. And, you know, when we're talking about legacy acts playing at the festival, as long as we're mentioning Perry Farrell, wouldn't it be cool if they had a Lollapalooza original stage? Like yeah. a stage that would be only Lollapalooza artists who played the festival before it came to Chicago, like when it was the touring festival, some of those bands that are still around uh, to play that stage that would be uh that would be kind of fun be because fun I, it would, you know it makes me think of that because i just got something in the mail the other day that l7 
has reformed and they're touring and yeah. they they have a you know a new record coming out so to put together you know four days of artists who play the original Lollapalooza would be kind of cool like that, I said I don't know how many of those artists are still doing music or touring around but that'd be a really cool idea for two reasons because you have two separate generations of the festival yeah. so you, you're stretching back almost 30 years at this point where you can pull people from Lollapalooza's traveling days mm -hmm. but this is also the 14th year that it's been in Grant Park and there's a whole new generation of concert goers that have only been exposed to that Lollapalooza that type mm -hmm. of festival and I think certainly you could pull some acts that appeared on the early iterations of the Grand Park Festival. That would be perfect for that. Sure. But I like the uh, the original stage. I mean, you could have Pearl Jam could play that stage. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, they would headline. But, um, I mean, they have Ministry. Fishbone. You could have Fishbone. Yeah. You could have uh, Ice-T. You could have, um, I don't know. Living Color. Susie and yeah. the Banshees. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be, it'd be fun. Let's work on that. It'd be, yeah. You we'll, and I. We'll get that going. Yeah. Next year. <laughs> Next year. If we uh, if it doesn't happen, you know who to blame. But that Put would be fun. At us. But a lot of the artists, uh, you know, who are playing the festival are artists we play all the time here on XRT. I mean, Death Cab for Cutie is um, a fairly big artist. They're not headlining, but they're just underneath the headlining status. And, you know, historically speaking, uh, going back to 2005, they played the first uh, Lollapalooza in Grant Park. In fact, right. they played for the first two years. Right. And then they <clears throat> they became a little uh, I don't know why they never came back but now, they're back now it took some time between records too so I have to imagine that's that true. played a factor that's true and then you've got uh, you know artists who have released records this year that are doing quite well like Hosier who has played the festival before in fact when he played last time it was before or just at the same time when Take Me to Church was released as a single. Mm -hmm. So now he's coming back as a triumphant artist who has released a few records and has a much larger following. He played like 1 o'clock in the afternoon on day one. Yeah. Because he was, he was the first person we spoke to that year. Right. Okay. And when he came back to where we were, he didn't have the proper credentials, and he couldn't get into uh, the, the interview tent that we had. We were away from the media area then, and... Uh, and he, he didn't have the proper credentials. <laughs> they, they didn't believe that he was an artist. I'm like, come on, look how tall he is. Yeah. He's got to be somebody. <laughs> so so he came back. And also, uh, you know, some of our favorite artists like uh, Sharon Van Etten, for yeah. example. She played the festival in 2012, and she's coming back, um, presumably on a bigger stage with that great new record, Remind Me Tomorrow, that she's released this year. And uh, Gary Clark Jr. is uh, is a veteran of Lollapalooza, just playing two shows at the Chicago Theater just last weekend. And uh, the Revivalists, who are uh, playing at uh, the Tivoli Theater, a Tivoli Theater concert. Yeah, this coming Monday. This if coming you're, Monday, if you're listening yeah. to this prior to March 25th, mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're excited to see you out at Downers Grove. If you're listening to this post-March 25th, what a great show that was. <laughs> so you can catch him at Lollapalooza if you missed him. At the and, and Maggie Rogers is having quite a year as well. She is. Uh, her record is doing quite well, and she's coming back to Lollapalooza for the second time. She was there two years ago, mm -hmm. but now she's coming back as Maggie Rogers, right. and not just as Maggie Rogers, right. this <laughs> new artist. So I don't know. It's going to be a lot of fun out there as always. And also, here, here's an answer to the question, what have uh, Fitz and the Tantrums been up to? Well, they're going to be at Lollapalooza. Yeah. Because so, we haven't heard from them. They just released a new song today, oh, March today. 20th. So Perfect. have to imagine a, uh, an album or some type of new music compilation will be on the works from them. Mm -hmm. So we've covered the headliners and the larger name acts of the festival. One of my favorite components of Lollapalooza is finding 
a great band who performs in that afternoon slot, a la the Hosier at 1 p.m. when you don't have much exposure to them, maybe a friend recommended to you, or you've just been seeing them on the internet, is, hey, you got to check this band out. Who are some of those bands, upon your first look at the 2019 lineup, that you would recommend people go see that would be playing earlier on in the day? Boy, I, I'm not really sure, because many of those artists, I at this point, I don't know them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, say, for example, a few years ago, Mondo Cosmo was coming back this year. When we saw the lineup, we didn't know who Mondo Cosmo was. Right. But in the uh, ensuing months, released a record and it was really cool. And then came up to the radio station. We got to meet him. And uh, when he did play at, at Lala, boom, you know, we were ready for that. And we were kind of excited. But I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. um, Well, here's a band that we just started playing. Uh, on the radio station, uh, Houses, um, a West Coast band who has a song that we've been playing. Houses is on the uh, on the festival. When you see that, you think, oh, my God, that must be like a DJ, right? But it's not. So keep in mind to see Houses and keep your ears peeled for them here on XRT. It's also great that Fran- uh, Francis and the Lights are playing at the festival this year. Uh, we saw them at, uh, at Pitchfork. Mm. Uh, you know, um, part of the chance, the rapper world. Right. And there are a lot of uh, local artists, Chicago artists who are playing the festival as well. You got to check them out. So there's a band from England called Idols that uh, I'm sure Jason has been playing on the big beat. And uh, they're a powerhouse band by all reports. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they m- might be worth checking out. Also, someone like Mitski, who has gotten a lot of attention but has never played a festival or played in front of people uh, to the extent that they will at, at Lala, or that she will at Lollapalooza. Right. Japanese Breakfast is another indie band, but it's really light on um, on rock bands. Yeah, you know, and it's it's not um, it's not a big rock festival like we said at the at the at the front. It's a it's a festival that takes in all different kinds of music and pop music and really popular music. Exactly. You know, and, and it's been it's been going that way on the main stages since uh, you know Lady Gaga headlined. Mm-hmm. So. It's still exciting to see the smaller print bands like Houses or Idols that you mm-hmm. mentioned, who I, I'm not familiar with at this point, but you have five months, a little under five months to familiarize yourself with those artists. Well, here's the thing. Uh, they, they really, Lollapalooza released a tease a couple days ago that they did in conjunction, in partnership with Paws, the... Uh, um, the shelter where yeah. you can uh, purchase dogs and cats and, or adopt dogs and cats. And it was kind of cute because they had like uh, all these balloons set up and then they would bring out dogs who were available for adoption and the dogs would kind of push these balloons away and they would give like three fun facts about the artist and then the picture would be revealed. And uh, most of the artists that were part of that, I didn't know, but their resumes were like incredible like they produced this and this and that and they were uh did a did a collaboration with this artist you know and it was mainly like in uh in r&b and hip-hop worlds so you know do your homework if you are going to Lollapalooza because there's so many there's 170 artists playing how could anyone know every (laughs) single artist you know i'm 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 surprised that the person who books the festival knows all 170 artists right so i don't know that's what makes Lollapalooza fun if you, if you go there for a full day just wandering around and checking out stuff that you never in a million years thought that you would either see or like. And with the fourth day, it's important to remind all of our listeners once again, it's a marathon, not a sprint. 
True. It's a long, long day. So are there any artists, uh, bands that you thought would be playing the festival that are not? Yeah, there's a couple. Now, in my in my spare time, I love rumor mongering. I try to avoid it because it's kind of silly, but due to the speculative nature of it, there were a couple of logical choices, I thought. Uh, the main ones were the Tours, mm-hmm. the Head and the Heart, and Weezer. I think all three of those bands, A, would be perfect for the Lollapalooza um, demographic. It fits a, a wide bill of um, musical interests and you know age groups. And they can also command a crowd as well. And on top of that, all three of them are going to be releasing albums this year. So it was a bit surprising to see the omission of those artists. Yeah, they haven't announced the Head and the Heart tour yet, have they? Not that I'm aware of. They may have they done may. like a string of shows, but not a full-fledged tour. Right, right. And and who knows what the Raconteurs have planned. Yeah, you know, I They haven't surprised. even announced the, uh, they, they say they finished the album, but they haven't announced when that record is going to be released. Right. And uh, Weezer, I mean, they have, thanks to their cover of Toto, have become incredibly popular once again. And mm-hmm. they had a cover album that was released a few weeks ago. They had a new album, I think, that was released March 1st um, of original material. And supposedly they have another album or two that are on the way this year. And I think with the um, their popularity and upcoming new music, it's, it's a surprise not to see them there. Right. You know what another cool stage would be, besides the uh, Lollapalooza gold stage? Um, a WTF stage. <laughs> where? Well, what's that? Uh, Toto would play there. Yeah. Because you mentioned Toto. I'm like, wouldn't that be wild to see Toto? Yeah. Wouldn't that be wild to see, uh, I don't know, just start naming bands. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Duran yeah. Duran. Yeah. I don't know. Millie Vanilli. Yeah. That'd be fun. Holograms of other artists as well. Yeah. <laughs> just a weird, weird sideshow act. On the WTF stage. Just we, the sideshow stage. We got we got our work cut out for, Marty, for us, Marty. This is our own think, festival. Yeah. I don't think we should put too many ideas to the forefront because that's just going to add on to our plate. Right. But right. We're doing this festival at Horner Park. <laughs> in, in unnamed date and time in the future. Yes, yes. Stay tuned. It'll be exciting. Yeah. But uh, no, it's, it's an interesting question because I think a few years ago when you were interviewing the Charlies of C3, they mentioned that they don't just work on the Lollapalooza that's coming up immediately after this festival. They work on booking it you know, even two, three years down the line, right. seeing which artists they can secure. Um, and I have to imagine that a big part of it is what artists are going to be touring behind new albums. So mm-hmm. I'll throw the question right back at you. What are some artists that you expected to be on there that you're surprised not to see, or maybe artists that um, you'd like to see in the near future? Well, one of the bands you mentioned, The Head and the Hearts, I'm kind of surprised that they're not part of it. I'm surprised that... Um, um, I'm surprised maybe Foo Fighters is not on, on the lineup. I'm surprised that Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats aren't part of it. I don't think they've played Lollapalooza, have they? Uh, I think they were there. They may have been there last year in 2017, but yeah. they've only been once. But the thing is, is that a lot of the bands that you would expect to play a festival like Lollapalooza are doing their own thing. Yeah. Beck has never played the Lollapalooza in Grant Park, which I've always found really surprising. And every year at the end, someone will say, hey, who do you think is going to play your next year? And I usually say, um, I don't know, maybe Beck. Yeah. But, you know, doing Beck's doing uh, his own thing with uh, Cage the Elephant. Cage the Elephant has played Lollapalooza, I think, more than anyone 
They've, oh, yeah. they've played that festival at least six times, going all the way back to before they had a record. They were on the Lollapalooza lineup, you know, so that they're doing their own thing is, uh, you know, that's what they're doing. And uh, and also the Black Keys. The Black Keys uh, are one of uh, Lollapalooza's. <laughs> they've played Lollapalooza as many times as, uh, almost as many times as Cage the Elephant. Dan Auerbach has certainly in various uh, solo projects. And uh, so... Who knows? That's that. Those are all kinds of uh, kinds of surprises. But in the national, you know, they yeah. well they played last year. But um, there's so many shows happening at uh, Huntington Bank Pavilion that you would think would work great at Lollapalooza. But you know, they're doing their own thing, which is uh, which is good for everybody because everyone gets to go. Yeah, you know. Well, the plus side of this too is you just gave us a bunch of great bands that we can book on our Lollapalooza veteran stage. Yes, we can. <laughs> yes, we can. Yeah. We can. Well. You know, it's a lot. Lineup day is always fun because we finally have information. We finally know who's going to play, and it gives you something to look forward to over the next couple of months before August first comes, and we are at Grant Park once again. Now, as we're recording this podcast, four-day general admission, general admission plus VIP and platinum tickets are all on sale. We don't have any information regarding single-day passes when those are going to go on sale, but we'll be sure to pass along that info as soon as we find it out. And another great part about Lollapalooza is the after shows. I know. Oh, we, we have those to look yeah, forward that's, to. Yeah, that's always Oh, there's blast. new speculation. Who, who will be playing the after shows? Ooh, new podcast Out of these material. artists that we've talked about. Yeah. You know, who knows? And, like, we've seen the past couple of years, there's artists that will do Lollapalooza after shows that aren't playing Lollapalooza. Now they just come in. Fighters, they right. come in and just do that. So it'll be cool to see if anybody does that. I would say that Tame Impala will do a, an after show. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, Death we'll, Cab for Cutie might do an after show. We'll we'll mark it down and then look I shouldn't back be a couple months from now and people, see if you're right. <laughs> people will say, Marty said, okay, we'll do that. Yeah, but there's tons of information still to come on the festival, but momentum is starting to gather. The engines have been rolled on and the train is leaving the station. And if you want to stay up to date on the latest Lollapalooza news, be sure to follow 93XRT on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 93XRT and visit our website, 93XRT.com slash Lollapalooza. If you want to check back on some of the past footage that we've recorded of Lollapalooza interviews, sets, uh, single performances, all you need to do is just check out 93XRT.com Lollapalooza and get primed for one of the best weekends of the year. Yep. And you know why you can do all that stuff at 93XRT.com? You know why? Why is that? Because XRT is your Lollapalooza station. Boom. No, Marty, thank you for hopping on the podcast today. Uh, you and bet. Your, uh, your initial thoughts and looking forward to spending the weekend with you again. As always, Marty. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.